The Lord is in this place. Uh, you know, we, like I mentioned earlier, and we've been talking for weeks, we've been going through the series on joyful, the fullness of joy. And, and uh, so inquiring mind want, minds want to know, and I think it's important for us to share our testimony and to share what God is doing and how he's brought us and where he is currently in our lives. And so I've asked Stacey to come on up and she's going to come. Let's, let's uh, help her come on up by giving her a round of applause. And we just have one question, but she's going to answer this question, which is going to be her testimony. And hopefully it blesses your heart uh, this morning. Stacey, how have you experienced God's joy? Well, first of all, I experienced God's joy through chocolate, because chocolate is amazing. And if the Chicago Bears would win, okay. that brings me joy. But on a serious note, what makes me joy is when I look at my family, because I mean, everything's family, my boys, my husband. And when I see them walking right and worshiping, praising reading the words, scripture reading together as mighty men of God. And I watch my husband grow with the boys and show them how to be a godly man and how to walk and how to talk and how to praise God. And then I watch my two boys as they're growing up. Antonio just turned 21 and David 16. So you know they're at that, you know, age. And I watch them in their heart's desires to do God's will. You know, that just brings me joy. I'm just like, they're following God and doing what is right. That's what's important. Amen. You know, that's right. It's seeing the fruit of your labor, of your prayers and your time spent with your family and, and the encouragement that both you and George bring to your boys and the examples that you set. That's definitely something that encourages us and brings joy into our walk and into our life, no matter the circumstances, no matter what's going on. Let's give uh, Stacy a hand. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you, Stacy, for sharing. But let's give the Lord uh, a round of applause today. He's so good, amen? And, um, oh my goodness gracious, this doggone iPad, which sometimes does not give me joy, but it's not working. So, um, <laughs> that's okay. There it is. Wow. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> but um, it is so good to be here with all of you uh, this morning in worship. Uh, it's been so good um, so far. And I trust that you have felt the Lord moving in this place. Um, and, uh, you know... Stacy shared about her ex the experiences she has been having through this uh, sermon series that we've had, the Joyful Sermon Series. And I trust that all of you, that some of you, have also experienced um, transformation or change uh, in these past three weeks, past um, couple of weeks, through the work of the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, you've been able to comprehend and to understand God's word in a deeper way and perhaps me, maybe even changed your outlook uh, on what God's way to joy uh, looks like for you. And here we are at the end of our sermon series, and it's all about joy today. It's all about joy. Everyone say joy. 
joy. You know, it's also Halloween, which is also interesting because I was thinking maybe I should wear a costume today while I was, but I was like, no, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? When I, because I was like, what could I do to express joy? What can I dress up as to, to, to show joy? Well, you know what, everybody? Joy can be found in our smiles, right? When we smile, uh, when the joy of the Lord is in our lives, people see that um, because we become reflections of him and how good he is. So I don't need a costume today. I've got the joy of the Lord uh, in, in, my, in my heart. And it reminds me of a Sunday school chorus that I grew up with, which says, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, right? And it goes on and on and on. Um, and then there's my favorite part where it says, and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. And he can just stay there, right? Because he's not going to steal our joy this morning. That's right. So here we are talking about joy. And um, on behalf of myself and Major Osei, we want to thank everyone on our ministry team who, who took the time to pray and to prepare um, uh, and deliver such wonderful sermons. Thank you for allowing God to use you to speak to his people. All right, let's recap for the final time. Our theme verse, Romans 5, 3 through 5. And I'll start by reading uh, the, from the New Living Translation. It says, we can rejoice too when we have run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us in, develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. And then another translation, the message, same verses, same scripture. There's more to come. And I love that, how it starts out that way. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything that God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. So while these verses... You know, they don't specifically uh, mention the word joy. The progression, or better yet, the outcome leads us to joy. And it's because of God's love and the generous outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we can experience this joy. Though we may suffer, he is with you to help you, to help us. Persevere. Which builds character, gives you hope, which then produces joy. 
And this morning, I just want to take a few moments just to focus on how we can maintain this joy that God provides. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that we are in your house today. We thank you, God, that you have taken us on this journey of digging in your word and, and, and finding out and seeing for ourselves how your word is truth and how it can help us each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through us these last few weeks. And now, Lord, we know that you will continue to speak through us in these precious moments together. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Well, a question that's, that's often um, asked is, how does one maintain joy? How do we keep our joy? What does that look like? And uh, one of the answers that somebody came up with was, the answer is, joy does not come from the world, but from God. Joy does not come from the world, it comes from God. And so what does that mean? Let's look a little bit further into that. It means that joy is a condition that is produced when we believe God is in control. Everyone say control. And he is working everything out for good. Joy is a strong sense of well-being. It's not produced by circumstances or by situations of life, joy is produced by God as he works through our circumstances. Having joy is a choice. It's a choice for each and every one of, one of us. First of all, we know that it's attainable because God provides it. And it's ours for the taking. But having joy is a choice. Uh, Henry Nouwen, he says this about joy. He says, joy does not simply happen to us. We choose joy and keep choosing it every day. I'm going to read that again. Joy does not simply happen to us. We choose joy and keep choosing it every day. That means we have to be intentional with choosing joy. Last year, um, I don't know if you all noticed, but Choose Joy seems like it was on everything. Like you could get the t-shirt, Choose Joy. You could get the, the mug, Choose Joy. Um, there are a lot of memes and different things like that all over social media. It was Choose Joy, which I loved, right? Because it just was a great reminder for me. But when you think about it, you know, you don't just want it to be a cliche or something that you say. You know, choose joy. No, 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 no. We have to be intentional with choosing joy. And um, in order to maintain joy, there's two things that we must do. And I'm going to share that with you. The first thing we need to do is we need to renew our minds. Renew your mind. And how do we do that? Well, we stay in God's word. Don't stray from what you've learned. Don't stray from what you've learned over the past uh, eight weeks. When your mind starts to wander or when doubt begins to creep in, which it will, right? Remember what God's word says. Remember what he has done for you. Renew your mind, right? Ask 
the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Ask him, seek him. Because our minds are powerful things. It controls our reasoning, our intentions, our behaviors, how we react to circumstances, to difficult circumstances, all of it. And these are the things that we must bring under the submission of the Holy Spirit. There is a transformation that takes place when we stop focusing on self, on our circumstances, on the things of the world, and when we, be, when we begin to focus on Christ. So renew your mind. Keep your minds renewed. You want to maintain your joy? Renew your mind. Romans, and then the, the next thing is stay focused on Christ. Stay focused on him. Romans 12, too. It's a great scripture. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and perfect will. Stay focused on Christ. There is joy in his presence. There's joy in his presence. Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So maintaining our joy, we must renew our minds by asking the Lord to help us and by staying focused on him. The next part to this, trust God through the process. Trust him through the process. You know, it's not always easy to trust. That word trust, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's something else. That's a big word. But we have to trust God through the process. Why? Because God is true to his word. Trust him. Trust in what he's doing in your life, even when you don't understand. We must trust him. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge, focus, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. So we must trust him through the process. Another verse, Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. And I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. Trust God through the process. He knows what he's doing, even when we don't understand. I want to show you guys a, a picture here. Uh, this is my life map. And um, several years ago, I was introduced to life mapping. Um, and as a Christian, uh, this was an extremely helpful tool uh, for me in looking at my walk with the Lord. Because this is what you do. Before you start this, you have to pick a starting point and you have to pick an end point. And it could be a span of five years, ten years, one year. Um, and as you uh, can see, <laughs> there was a lot going on here. This is just a span of five years here. Uh, that was the time 
um, that I um, wanted to focus on. And when I completed this process, which took several hours to complete, um, I was in awe. Because to see what the Lord had done in just a matter of five years was just amazing to me. To see how, you know, where he had taken me from and where he had brought me from to where I am now is just amazing. I was in awe after I looked at the work that was completed in my life map. And part of the process also, as you're documenting, you're encouraged to insert scripture and you're encouraged to insert words that, um, that helped you or that got you through these times. And I don't, there's three pages to this. This is just one page. But the other page, there was the word several times, trust, and the scripture Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was just all over that. And I love this because it's a great reminder to me of what God has done. Because sometimes we forget what God has done, right? But he's constantly ever working in our lives. Trust God through the process. I have a really good friend. Her name is Denise. And uh, she also had the opportunity to do this exercise of life mapping with me. And I wanted to share her story with you today. Let's watch the screen. Both of my parents, uh, they were addicts. They would sell our food stamps for dope. Can remember a lot of times not ever even eating. Then a lot of domestic violence back and forth. And my mom stabbed my dad. My dad beat my mom. What happens in the home stays in the home and nobody's supposed to know. My mom made it very clear that if somebody was to come, they would take us away. My parents were uh, dealers in the neighborhood, and so uh, to get a break, me, my sister, and my brother would go to a local church. Literally, we prayed for CPS to come. We prayed just to die and not be here anymore, even at that young age. I can remember us talking about it. The pastor was bringing us home from church one night and uh, the ambulance was at my house and my mom's stomach was being pumped in the back of the ambulance. She tried to commit suicide that night and the pastor dropped us off and drove away. We were just standing there and we could see everything going on with my mom and we were just scared. We were kids. That comes to play uh, when we come to the Salvation Army because they were talking about how loving and wonderful God was and I'm like, where was this loving God when we cried out for you and you never came? My parents would take us to the Salvation Army for meals. Literally, the first time, like, sitting around the table together as a family having a meal was bare. And the lady from the Salvation Army, her name was Cindy, she started inviting them to, like, Bible study. And I can remember specifically her standing there telling them, you only got to try it once. If you don't like it, don't come back. December 5th, 1995, the whole family was enrolled as Salvation Army soldiers. They were clean about almost a year before that. There wasn't no more domestic violence after that. There was no more abuse after that. It really stopped. It was just like overnight. Now this is not okay. It's something that once always was. And so it was around that time where I started going through my junk. I drank and drove a lot. And I just only by the grace of God, I never hurt anybody. I graduated from high school. Ah, 
I would go drunk into work. I would do night shifts and people would come over and party in the back. But as long as I didn't do dope, as long as I just stuck with alcohol because it was legal, then I was okay. And I justified my addiction. It was 10 years of my life and it was literally, I was coming to the end. I, I can remember when I was in my dad's room and I was begging him, crying, to go and get me alcohol. I was getting the shakes and it was making me start to feel sick. And just seeing the disappointment that was in his face, I'll never forget it. That was October 17, 2007. I, I begged God to take it away because there's no way I could have. We're honest to God, there's no way. And really, after that, I didn't touch anything since. The shakes, the sickness, none of that was there anymore. It was gone. My sister went through addiction. Uh, I went through addiction. And my brother went through it as well, whether he knows it or not, or wants to believe it. But I truly forgave my parents. I don't have any bitterness towards them now as I did. People are flawed, and no matter whether they call themselves a Christian or not, they will still let you down but God has fully equipped me for where I'm at right now. I have the wonderful pleasure of being the Anchorage Social Services Director, so I get to help run substance abuse treatment centers, not only a residential and outpatient, but also in the prisons as well. It's amazing, because then I can share my testimony as a kid of addiction and having gone through addiction myself, there's always a second chance. There's always hope for tomorrow. We're not defined by our past and our, and our choices. God always provides a way out for us. He's the component, he's the piece that makes it all bind together. He's the one who, who keeps me sober. He's the one who sustains me. He's the one who, when I can't, he does. Yeah. God is so good, right? Yeah, that's my good friend Denise and she's still serving. Uh, serving the Lord well in Alaska and changing, uh, making an impact in people's lives there. But you know, when she was going through it, I, I bet you she didn't know that she would be doing what she's doing now, right? And some things that stuck out to me in that, that video, well, first of all, I love that it had timestamps, right? You were able to see her journey. But these are the things that kind of stuck with me, she said. And here's a reminder for all of you. He's the component. He is the piece that makes it all bind together. She said, he keeps me sober. He sustains me. When I can't, he does. He always provides. This is the kind of God that we serve today. This is the kind of God we have. The peace giver, the joy bringer. And he is with you every step of the way. I'm going to invite the praise team to come now. And uh, we're just going to have a time of reflection. And in that time, in these precious moments, you know that this place of prayer is always open. You can stay at your seats. But I want you to remember, I want you to reflect on what God has done in your life. I want you to think about that and then praise him. Praise him for what he has done. Let's just take a few moments to do that now.
Father, we thank you for this time that we've had together, Lord, to hear from you, to learn from you. God, we thank you because you are ever working in our lives. You have a purpose for us, Lord. And I pray that we would remember to keep our minds renewed in you and trust you, Lord. Put all of our trust in you, Lord, knowing that you are working for our good. Be with us, Lord, as we leave this place and help us to always remember and not forget what you have done. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Thank you.